From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. I'm Jonathan Moriarty. Joining me this week are Kristen Travis. Hello. And Mandy Jelsma. Hello. It's the first Tuesday of the month, and that means it's time for the game Spotlight. In the Spotlight this month, we have Mice and Mystics by Jerry Hawthorne, published by Plaid Hat Games. Now, we talked about dungeon crawlers back in Season 1, Episode 25. Uh, Dungeon crawlers are a game where you've got a collection of little heroes, usually represented by plastic figures, who run around in a dungeon of some kind, fighting evil monsters and trying to get treasure and stuff. They take many forms. Uh, Kristen, let's start with you. Do you play Dungeon Crawlers? Not really. Not exactly my cup of tea. How come? Uh, I tend to do things that are very mechanic-based, based based Mm. on... Like the rule set, whereas dungeon crawlers tend to be based on weaving a really nice story. Yeah. There's one that I really like, but I like it because the mechanics are awesome. Which not, one's that? Uh, claustrophobia. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I like it because of that, not because it, it tells an awesome story, which it does. It's just for some, I have a hard time with those type of games. Sure. Well, yeah, the tactics in, uh, in claustrophobia are really interesting, but kind of famously in dungeon crawler games, the rules are pretty loosey goosey. They tend to be kind of ambiguous sometimes, like, there's like a million FAQs mm-hmm. somewhere, and it's not usually about coming up with a clever tactic or strategy the way you would in a Euro-style game. Correct. So, uh, Mindy, you've played Mice and Mystics mm-hmm. before. We've played Mice and Mystics together, Yes, you and we I. have. It has been, you're, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if you can, all you in the audience can hear the great big grin that uh, Mandy and I have on our faces right now, but we're fans, full yep. disclosure. Um, do you play story-heavy games in general? or I, I do. I like them a lot. Um, we played uh, Tales of Arabian Nights, and that's pretty much a choose-your-own-adventure <laughs> in game format. It's kind of the story game. With this huge like uh, index and matrix of like combinations of things that can happen to you in this story. And I remember I lost pretty badly, but I was like really stoked by the end of the game. We all had such great stories by the end of that. It's like I felt like we had all won. I mean, it was two other players who tied for the actual win, but all four of us had a character arc and all this other stuff that happened. That all just came out of the gameplay. And such a hoot. And same with my Mystics. Like, there's such highs and lows of the story that you're all just rooting for it. So, all right, let's, let's, let's get into my Mystics then. When you look at... The, okay, we've got a copy of it here on the table. Kristen, you look at the cover out of this box. You look at the pieces that we've laid out here. What, what's the impression that you get from this? It is beautiful. <laughs> it is so gorgeous. The tiles are great quality, the pieces are great quality, but the art is just vibrant and detailed. It really is like a fairy tale. Yeah. There's all these all these big tiles representing rooms in a castle or the tunnels underneath, and these plastic figures of little mice with their little tiny swords and dangerous spiders and stuff that they're fighting. They've definitely done a good job of like visually representing the verse that you're playing in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It really does look and feel like a fairy tale. And the cheese pieces. Yes. (laughs) Your currency in this game, which you use to buy stuff, is cheese. Of course. Mm -hmm. So you look at this. Is this the sort of game that you would be interested in playing? Um, I would try it, but... um, Because I I like the pieces. I like the Mm -hmm. art. That would be enough to to get me to try it, but... I'm not sure it would be one that I would keep going back to because, like I said... It's not typically the style of... The style that I normally play. Mm -hmm. So, Mandy, what led you to be interested in this game? What what, what did it seem to promise? Uh, Well, it's a co-op game, and Mm. I'm not great at strategy, but I love being a part of, like, the bigger games, the more complicated games. So I like having a bunch of really awesome game experts, and our group is filled with awesome gamers (laughs) who we all help each other, and it's kind of like... 
a chance for me to go on this epic quest that I probably wouldn't be able to go on by myself. So yeah, everybody being on the same team is cool. Well, let's go into the details then, see how well it delivered. Obviously, the thing that made me get into it was the fact that it was so... I mean, the, 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 it was what I'd heard about this. This is what I'd heard and what made me want to get into it in the first place. I love games that combine mechanics and story in interesting and beautiful ways. Oh, does it? Uh, that's I've, intriguing. That's This is the thing. Plaid Hat Games has been doing a lot of experimenting lately. This Their shtick seems to be finding ways of weaving narrative and game mechanics together. And Mice and Mystics was an early sort of uh, success in that regard. Not everybody thinks it's a success. There is definitely disagreement on the subject, but it's, so far it's worked out pretty well for us. And we're going to talk a little bit about how those two things combine here and how it works. So what does it look like? You walk into a room where people are playing Mice and Mystics, what are they going to see? Uh, basically people sitting around a table. There's a board um, and it has uh, initiative order on there. Uh, for each round we get to see who goes in what order. And there's also bad guys. There's like cockroaches and... Um, uh. What, centipedes and rats, those are the bad guys. And uh, on your turn, you get to do a number of things. You get to roll to see how far you get to go in the room, and you add the number on the dice compared to what your character can do, because each one's have different strengths and weaknesses. And then from there, you can do a bunch of things. Uh, you can search. Um, you can, what else is there? Yeah, sorry. Uh, you can battle. Uh, you can scurry, which is like run really, really fast. Um, I love that they call it scurrying. Yeah, that's clever. <laughs> yeah, um, there's sometimes little hidden objects that you're looking for in the room that will help you um, either, you know, for the overall game or for like side quests that are like possible like extra achievement points. It has um, side quests. Yeah, side okay, quests. That's really nice. There's this uh, one where we had to try to get the attention of the uh, of, of the, the lady in the kitchen, mm-hmm. Ms. Maggie, and we got this awesome little pie token. Mm-hmm. So now she knows that we're here, we've, that we've been turned into mice, we have to save the king. And, uh, and so we have an ally in the kitchens beneath the castle now because we took this little detour off to the side to it's get like Ms. Ratatouille. Maggie's attention. Yeah, it, a little bit like it that. It kind of is, yeah, because we're, like, we're, we're all little mice. I mean, we're actually heroes who've been turned into mice, of course. Obviously. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like a fairly standard dungeon crawler, like mm-hmm. you were saying. Move little things around. When you attack, you get a certain am- amount of attack points, and then the other person rolls to defend. And someone rolls for the, the bad guys. And if... Uh, they get some points, then you get to kill them, and yeah, it's it's a it's a nice combination of freedom to choose different actions and working as a team, and then you're at the mercy of the dice. Is it a very complicated game? No, no. Once you get the hang of it, I didn't think so either. It's uh, I've seen a lot of these dungeon crawling type games like Descent, or like the Dungeons and Dragons Adventure System games. This one is actually pretty simple. I would like that. As I'm, these things go. Yeah, a lot of something like Descent. Is really intimidating for me oh, yeah? because I know that it has so many like specified rules for just various things, and you have to remember this and this and this and this, but only in this scenario. But in that scenario, it's different, and there's just so many things and cards. And this one seems nice and simple, but still uh, fulfilling. And mechanically, there's not all that much going. I mean, did we really talk strategy all that much? We did some, right? A little bit, but not very much. It's uh, mostly we sort of. Like you said, we're kind of at the mercy of the dice, and there's not a huge amount of thinking or strategizing. I'm, I'm guessing that might sort of turn you off at being a fan of the, the strategy games. Uh, yes and no. If it is simple enough, uh, going along the story can be very nice. Like we mentioned, Tales of Arabian Nights. Mm. 
uh, before is that is literally just saying, I'm going to do this. And then you read what the book tells you. Yeah. And that's fun. Well, in this particular case, they've, they've really sort of gone all out because on the one hand, there's the game that, where you're moving little figures around and rolling dice trying to kill rats. But then there's the story. Mm. And that's really what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the rule book is here. It's, it's fairly thick because it's got a lot of stuff to cover. But the story book is much bigger. That's two or three times the, the size. The opening story is so complex and so well written that my niece asked me for a bedtime story. And I told her the first opening chapter of Mice and Mystics as like a fairy tale. And she bought it and thought it was awesome. Wanted to know what happened next. I'm like, I don't know. We haven't gotten to that chapter yet. <laughs> and you do this at the beginning. of every, every time you sit down to play, you read a little page of this beautifully written story with these little rat characters. And the characters have, have, have wonderful personalities too. Like your character was Filch, right? Yeah. He's kind of like the Daryl Dixon of the Mice and Mystics world. <laughs> so he's, you know, the scamp. Um, he like... For defeating rats, he gets to take cheese from like this wheel that benefits the entire oh, group. Oh, the doom wheel. The doom right, wheel. we didn't mention this. Uh, you're under time pressure in this game too, not from like a sand timer, but from the forces of evil that are trying to do bad things. And every time the bad guys roll cheese on the dice, you put cheese on this doom clock up here. When there's an entire cheese wheel there, something bad happens. The chapter marker moves one space closer to the end of the story. And if the story ends before you've accomplished what you're supposed to do, then you get the unhappy ending. Oh, tension. But mm-hmm. if you accomplish it before then, then you get the happy ending. And they can go to the next chapter. So why, why do you like playing Filch? I like playing Filch because uh, he's really versatile. Uh, obviously, he helps with the doom cheese. Um, he actually steals, steals cheese from fate. Yep. And I've always been a fan of like the mischievous um, underdog hero, kind of like the Captain Mal, you know, Mm. he's morally ambiguous, but overall wants, you know, good to conquer over evil. Is, uh, the character I've been playing most of the time is the, as the tinker, Nez, who's the big beefy mouse with a big hammer. And he's very strong. He has a special power called Thunder Squeak. (laughs) Where he gets to hit a whole bunch of rats all around him. But the idea of a big burly mouse is kind of great. But there's, there's you know, we've got Tilda. She's the uh, the healer and the scholar. There's uh, there's Lily. She's the archer who you rescue from a mouse trap mm-hmm. in the game, and she joins your group. Uh, there's the old wizened sort of uh, lore master Maginos who talks in a voice like this. And of course, when we're reading the story, he passes us the storybooks. We can all speak for our own characters. Totally. While reading the story, have to do that. Yeah. Have to read them out in character. And uh, even though the story isn't something you necessarily get to have a say in, you get these wonderful moments happening in the game. Like, remember the, the, the drain pipe? Yes. Where I had to, like, pull each other out of this, of this rushing water that was washing us all out of the castle? Mm-hmm. And we sort of had to help each other to, to pull out of this thing. And meanwhile, there's roaches attacking us from all directions. It's... And then there's the mega bosses of each chapter. Oh, dear. There's not just, you know, rats <laughs> and, and cockroaches. There's also each chapter has, like, the mega boss. And it could be anything from, like, an evil crow to, like, Brody the cat. Brody's such a jerk. Oh, so there is a cat? Yes. Yeah, I was wondering. Yes. Uh, and he's terrifying because those, those cards in the initiative order, there's this initiative order on the left side. Everybody's got a card in there. And you go from top to bottom. When you get to your card, that means it's your turn. And the bad guys each have a little card in there as well that says when it's their turn to go. Brody gets two cards in that order, so he gets to go twice in the initiative order. One time he's going to pounce, one time he's going to chase. And they're both awful. But the good thing is sometimes when he pounces, he'll pounce on the bad guys instead. If he can maneuver mm-hmm. them to be together in a clump, he'll jump on the rats or the bugs instead of the mice. 
So the, the cat becomes a weapon of mass destruction. That That's use. hilarious. So brody. Do you have a, a piece for them? I only see this. No, there's, there's a little token to represent his paw. Because he's so big that so compared big, to yeah. the board, he would be the size of an actual cat. Yep. Probably oh, wow. bigger. Well, we have this, we have Mice and Mystics in, in stock at the store at Snakes, but not for play in the library. And occasionally I get people asking about that. Why, why do you figure that is? Well, I mean, there are 11 chapters in the game. Each chapter takes roughly, let's say, two hours to play, mixed within a tam setup and teardown. That's about 24 hours of continuous <laughs> playing just for one game. Definitely not feasible for turnover with tables. And um, how can you organize a group to come to a restaurant that many times? It's easier to do it in someone's home. You want to play it with the same people for yeah. sure so you can go through the story. I mean, we're just dying to do the next chapter mm-hmm. together. Um, a lot of the games that we tend to carry are one-time play games. So mm-hmm. the games that you are supposed to play over multiple time periods, a lot of times it's even more just cost-effective for the group to buy the game exactly. themselves. It actually costs less for them. Uh, and then I guess it's a win-win for us because we're helping them find a great game. Um, I guess that's why we win. There's also um, the fact that it's big. The, the box itself isn't huge, but there are a lot of tiles. Oh, yeah. That, These that tiles tracker, are really big, They're too. big. They're beautiful. They're, but, but they do take up a lot of space. And if you want to play Mice and Mystics and also have a sandwich at the cafe, that's not Yeah, really I don't no. think even not including food or drinks, I don't think you would be able to fit these tiles on the table It would be close. You, it would it, have to be really tight. Probably more than is really comfortable. So that's another thing. You need a, you need a decent-sized table. It's, the, the teaches, despite the, the, the fact that it's not that complicated, it takes a while to teach it. Mm-hmm. So the guru would have to spend a pretty fair amount of time. Yeah. There are lots of little intricacies with the rules, especially with the various powers for each character, leveling up and stuff oh, yeah. like that. To be able to teach a game enough that we can walk away, we have to t- say every single rule. Whereas if you were playing with your friends, you could go, okay, this is relevant now. I'll tell you how that works. And for all of how wonderful the storybook is, the rule book is not especially well organized. Rule books are just hard. I'm just going to put that out there. If you learn how to play this game, I recommend Rodney Smith's wonderful how to play video from Mice and Mystics. Uh, Rodney Smith is amazing, by the way. He lives in Nova Scotia, I think. He's like the best teacher of board games on the internet. If whatever game you want to learn has a Let's Play video from him, you should totally watch it because he's fantastic. So should somebody buy Mice and Mystics? Is a game you'd recommend for purchase? Uh, I, I already play it with people who own the game and I want to buy my own copy. <laughs> Purely because I want to paint my own miniatures. It's they, tempting to paint. They're, they're not painted to start with, but they're so pretty. Mm-hmm. We even had a friend who got so detailed that he, he put like iridescent nail polish on the centipedes to give them a real like beetly look. It was like shiny. It really does look it like a It can become really personal. Like, it makes the game just that much more... So what do you think, Kristen? Have we sold you on Mice and Mystics? I don't think I'll go out and buy it, but you have definitely sold me on wanting to play it. So expect me to be coming over being like, hey, Jonathan, <laughs> can I play with you guys? Your I experience try will definitely depend on who you play it with and how well you find that the gameplay, the relatively simplistic gameplay, merges with that story. Whether you can find the connection or whether it's just a simplistic system for walking through a story that somebody else wrote. And that's very much down to I'm definitely very interested. Excellent. Yay! Well, we get the chance to try it soon. Yeah. Till then, I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Kristen Travis and Mandy Gelsma. Game on. Game on. Thanks for listening. A special thanks to everyone who made it out to our Halloween parties this past weekend. It was great fun to see all the costumes. We have a special announcement. Coming up on the 14th of November, we are hosting our third annual Catanathon. 
In support of cancer research, some of our staff are volunteering to play Catan while live streaming it to our website for your amusement. You can join the fun by donating to help punish our players. Just tune in from home and watch the hilarity unfold. We have a few friends of the cafe returning this year to help us out, and we're really looking forward to it. Until then, this is P.T. Douglas. Game on.